welcome to another episode of Cam CJ. Thank you for tuning in to listen today. And most importantly, thank you for all your feedback, all your messages, and thank you for sharing this um, this podcast with your friends. And, um, and just thank you so much for all the support. Today, I will be talking to you about being planted and belonging. And I'm just going to share my, my experience with that. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. As you've probably heard me say on this podcast, I moved to Canada in 2010. And when I moved, I lived in Milton, Ontario with my sister. While I was there, I made a couple of friends and I went to the local church and even had a favorite cafe. I kind of made it home. I explored the city. I even attended a few meetup groups. And so, yeah, so that was, um, that was Milton. But as I started to settle down, I, I got married and then I moved downtown Toronto in 2012. Again, I started to settle down, make friends. I found uh, a local church. I started to build community there. And so you've heard me say local church twice now. Because I'm a Christian and because I'm someone who loves uh, community, and one of the ways that I find, like one of the first ways, one of the first things I do when I move to a new city is to find a local church. Because I feel like that's when I can begin to feel at home when I'm part of a church. And so... Um, and so I started to settle down in Toronto. I was going to Toronto City Church. It was fantastic. And then um, we moved to BC at the end of 2013. So I had to leave and pack up again and leave. And we, when we moved, we lived in Saperton, a very nice community. And the local church there was amazing. We got so much support because when we moved, I was pregnant with my first and I was going to be a first time mom in a new city. I didn't have family here. I didn't have any friends. So it was, um, I just didn't know what to expect, but I was able to plug into a, a local mom's group and I got to meet these amazing women. In fact, I actually remember there was a period where I was craving Boston cream donuts from Tim Hortons. It's still my favorite donut from them. But um, we didn't have a car. My husband was at work and I just had this craving and there was no Tim Hortons around me at the time. So, um, so I put into the group and I was like, oh my goodness, I really wish I could eat Boston cream donuts right now. And this amazing woman, Sammy, she was on her way back from work. She grabbed me Boston cream donuts and stopped by the house to give me a box of six. I, for her, it was just probably just a random act of kindness to this um, from one mom to another. But it's just, it has stayed with me. Uh, anyway, back to the story. So I, um, so yes, I was, the local church was so welcoming in, in Saperton and we built such a good community there. Then we had to move again in 2016. 
we moved to Burnaby. It wasn't that far, but it was far enough that I I stopped going to that church. And then it wasn't too long after we moved that I I went through a really rough time. I miscarried my twin babies and that just hit me in a very different kind of way from the first time that it happened. And so when that, like, just part of all the feelings I was feeling at the time was a yearning. And it was a yearning for something that even I didn't know what it was at the time, but I just felt like something was missing. Like there was just something. And um, so Thanksgiving of that year, we went to Ontario to visit family. And again, I felt this really strong pulling to go to my former church. And um, during that service, I... I just felt all the tears that it felt like every, I don't know, it just, all the tears that I had held back, all the pain, everything, it just flooded. I cried. I remember the way I just sat in that pew and cried and cried. And I, I like my heart was just broken in, in so many pieces in a way that I just, I just could not even find the words. And then the pastor's wife came to pray with me. We had a little chat at first. And it was just in between, like my nose. I was, <laughs> I was like all snot faced and my, I was crying and it was, and, uh, she came to pray with me. And then after we talked for a little bit, she said, she pointed to this lady and said, I think she should pray. F- I think she should pray for you. And then she she left. And so that lady came. I don't even remember her name. I don't think I even knew her name. But this lady came to me and she just held me. This was pre-COVID, so people could still hug. And she just held me and she said so many things. But the one thing that stood out to me and gave me so much comfort and so much hope was that she said to me, God is not the author of your pain. It's like, those are just, what, eight words? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> so there are eight words that were so phenomenal, so like just so powerful to me on that day. It, it was something that I just needed to know because as a Christian, and, and I think my faith must not have been that strong at the time because I I just I just felt like, you know, how could God let this happen? How could this happen to me? Like, why did it have to be me? And, you know, all these thoughts were going on in my mind. And just hearing that word, like, you know, God is not the author of your pain. It just, it just gave me so much comfort. And, and everything, like that visit to the church just taught, changed a lot of things. I spoke to the pastor there and I was like, you know what? I feel like I need to find uh, a church to plug into um, in Vancouver to be a part of. And I used to go to this local church, but I, I've moved now and it's not even so much the distance. I just feel like I need to go somewhere where I can grow. And so we had this whole chat and he, he introduced me to a friend of his, but that person's church was in Surrey, which it was far away from, um, from where I lived. So I, I didn't, um, I didn't end up going to, to that church. But in 2016, at the end of the year, a coworker of mine 
at the time told me that she was also looking uh, for a church to go to. So we both um, we both searched online and eventually we found this church called Coastal Church and we attended a Christmas service together. That was our first service at the church. And for me, it was just, that was when I found church and that was when I found like a church family that was, uh, that I've now been a part of since then. But that experience in Toronto just made it clear to me what I was looking for. I needed a church family. Now, if you're not a Christian, obviously, it probably sounds strange to you, but there is so much power that comes with belonging. You know, in fact, belonging is such a basic need that we humans have, whether it's feeling like we belong in our families, with our friends, at work, you know, wherever. My kids are six and three. And they already know with unshakable certainty that they belong to our family. At least, at least once a day, you'll hear one of them announce family hug. <laughs> and, you know, and then he, they would not let it. We all have to gather in and, you know, come in and hug each other. It's like family hug time. And on the days when any of them like ticks the other one off, one of the very common threats is you're not going to be a part of our family <laughs> or or when they are like acting out and we like, you know, we're having like, you know how it is with kids. We are like, you know, you need to go to your room right now or whatever. Then you can hear my kids being so dramatic and saying, well, I know you don't want me to be a part of this family anymore. I'm not going to be a part of this. I'm like, just shut up. You don't know what you're saying. You are a part of a family. You can't change that. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. So as little as they are, they, in their little hearts, they know how important it is to belong. So I resolved to find a local church to belong to. And then I found, eventually, I found the church. I found Coastal Church. But then it wasn't enough. I also needed this thing. I just felt like I needed to be part of like a smaller group of um, of people because the church is so big. So you go on Sunday and you go home and it's, you know, just back to business as usual. And then you go back again on the Sunday. I, I didn't know anybody. I've, every Every Sunday I went in there, it felt like the first time I was coming because I didn't know anybody. And, um, yeah, so it was the summer of 2017 that I found a small group. And this, my husband has nicknamed this small group, my Bible buddies. Well, my Bible buddies and I have, um, been together since 2017. A few weeks ago, um, my pastor had a message about being planted and, I think that was what kind of triggered the thought that's led me to recording this. Because when, when you plant a seed, it grows and it produces fruit. But if you leave the seeds in the packet and do nothing with it, like nothing really happens, nothing grows. And it just made me think about my journey so far. And like we moved around a bit as, uh, as kids. I went to three primary schools, three secondary schools, um, thankfully, I went to only one university for my undergraduate. And then I came to Canada, I went to one school. And even in Canada, I've lived in three cities. I've, uh, I've had, I've worked different jobs, I think. And so it's 
you know, just this feeling of, I've just had this feeling of constantly just going and going and going and changing and moving. And I know that change is, you know, the one constant thing in life. And change is great. There's, there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with change. But there's also something powerful about being rooted. You know, and and it's just I'm when you when you're planted and when you're when you feel plugged in at home, there's more of an investment, you know. Like if say for example, if you worked at a company where you felt appreciated, you maybe you had um shares in the company, you your hard work was rewarded. You were constant, like, you know, you just feel like you were treated well and you feel like, you know what? I matter to this company. Automatically, that company is going to matter to you because they've made you feel like such a big part of it that you begin to think of ways to make that company succeed because its success is your success. There's something to be said for feeling of for belonging that changes things it's it makes you more invested you know so say for example again I'm just gonna give another example all these examples are just popping into my head say I had a guest in my home and I didn't treat them well I always made them feel like you know this is not your home so uh clock's ticking (laughs) and I, you know, I, I treated, if I, if I treated them differently or like not, I didn't really welcome them, they wouldn't have any sort of investment towards my home and my family. So they wouldn't feel like, you know what, I need to, I'm a part of this family, so I need to keep the house clean as well. I need to uh, do my share of the work and I need to take care of things here they wouldn't have any investment because I haven't given them that feeling of belonging. And and it's the same thing. When we belong, then we can be like very, we can be profitable members of society. We can contribute, we can serve well, we can make huge impact because we're not passers-by. It's home, you know? And in serving and in doing and in doing good and in participating, there's a lot of purpose that can be found there. There's like, there's peace, there's fulfillment. So it's a, it's a two-way street. It's like one feeds off the other and only good things come from that. And so anyway, so the, all that message and all of that just, it got me thinking. And I just started to think of how much I've grown over the past, uh, the past few years but most especially, I think since 2017, I I started to take things a bit more seriously. I started to um, to appreciate the things I had, and and I remember I had so many wonderful conversations with my friend Bella. She came to visit from Nigeria in May of 2017. And her visit impacted me so strongly, like just looking at her and how she was, you know, she was just, Bella is such a a simple person, you know, she's just chasing her dreams and 
doing good and just being kind and supporting people, helping people, giving everyone a leg up where she can. And she may not have like material wealth, but she's so happy and so fulfilled. And there's so many people who are better off because of her. And I look at that and I, and I, I looked at that and I thought, this is amazing. You know, there is, I just learned so much from her. And, and I think there was a lot of growth that started to happen around that time. Yeah, so um, she probably doesn't even know this, but I ha- I'm sure I have told her that her visit greatly impacted me. And um, so, and one thing about being planted and, and, and being rooted and belonging is that there is a risk that comes with this because in in wanting to belong and wanting to be part of a of a community, of a family, so to speak, you have to put yourself out there. And every time you put yourself out there, there is a risk that you'll be shunned, you know, or it's just not going to go as you thought and you know, whatever. So with my with my small group, I remember at the beginning thinking like, you know, I, I, I didn't immediately join them and feel like, wow, this is family. This No, it wasn't like that. There was even a time where I wasn't going every Thursday. I would go and not go and, you know, but. I knew that this is what I wanted. I wanted to be a part of a group. I wanted to be, to have people who I could pray with, I could laugh with and, you know, and so I had to take the step. I had to show up. And so I made a decision to show up every Thursday as much as I can. And, and even on the days when I couldn't, I I wasn't, I was no longer just saying, just not showing up, you know, just like not just pulling a no show. I I respected them enough to say, like, you know, I'm not going to come this week because of, you know, whatever, whatever. And I I actually became invested in the group. I started to care about the people in the group truly and to to be there for them, to truly pray for them. And in doing that, I I found faith. I grew my faith. I found friends and I I found family there. But again, like my little guy. I theoretically announced family hug to the group. And, uh, and yeah, and so I, good things came from that. And another, another example is I, I very strictly separate my work life from my personal life. I've always believed that, you know, that's best. And so that no matter what, there's no, my job is not impacted by any kind of personal drama. Then in 2018, 2019, I was working then, then I was working at, um, at West Bank. Uh, I met, I got to know this lady at work who is hilarious. I remember at first thinking she was so weird because she was very open, you know, just talking very openly and not caring how, what people thought. And, um, I just loved how ridiculous she sounded and she told us a story I remember being at this Christmas thing and then she shared a story of how she ate her placenta and I thought oh my goodness who is this hippie and so I came home and I told my husband about it and every time I said her name and said oh this happened today and this is like oh who's that one is it the one that ate her placenta <laughs> so, 
that was how we referred to her here for a little while. And, you know, and I, I started to talk to her. I remember when she was like, what? You didn't add me on Instagram. I'm like, I don't add my coworkers on Instagram. But she was just so kind, so loving and honest, you know, in such a childlike way. And even though I still call her a Swiss princess, but we we became friends. And with her, I blurred I blurred that line between work and, and my personal life. And I'm glad that I did, because by doing that, I I made a solid friend. And I'm going to add again that service has been a big part of my journey. Like I cannot stress how important it is to serve others, to truly care for people and to seek out ways to, to make their lives better, to fill their needs, to, to be a good, a good neighbor, you know, and in serving my friends, my family, my church, at work, whatever, through service, I have found purpose and belonging. And so, yeah, so, um, I have taken the risk. I have put myself out there. I have made decisions to show up and be present and be be impactful. And 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 in doing that, good things, so many good things have come from that. And I was thinking again after that service, it was just um triggered all these all these uh, thoughts and I realized that this is the first time in the past 10 years that I feel settled. I feel rooted. I feel, I feel at home. As an immigrant, defining home is always going to be complex because there's going to be home where I was born, home where I grew up, home where I am, home where I've um, made home, made my own family. And home where my family is. It's like there's just home in so many different places. But um, but I'm at home in BC with my family, my church family, my few good friends, and my work family. It's It's such a nice feeling. I don't know why I'm tearing up now. <laughs> it is such a nice feeling. It is like a... It's like a blanket, you know. It's, um, I know that I'm not going through life alone. You know, there's, um, I have people that I can rely on. I am somebody that people can rely on. I've, um, I've, um, I've found, I've made home here, you know, and it's incredible. It's 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 such a good feeling and it's incredible. I I urge you, you know, wherever you are, take stock, think about it, think about where you are and um, how you feel about belonging and if you belong, what you can do, what's stopping you. Everything is a risk, but when you take that risk, great relationships come from it. It's worth it. That's all I'm going to say. So think about it and feel free to send me your comments, your thoughts, and share your stories with me as usual. I'm excited to hear them. Thank you for listening and I hope you have a lovely day. Bye.